0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are speaking to you from the South Portico, of the Executive Mansion, the White House in Washington, D.C. Where this evening or this afternoon, as the case may be in your own particular locality, the President of the United States is about to light the National Community Christmas Tree. This is a usual annual ceremony. It usually takes place in Washington. This is the first time, however, that the tree has been lighted directly on the White House lawn. We are immediately behind the White House, possibly 400 yards away from the spot from which we are speaking, is this enormous Christmas tree with the numerous lights that the President will press the switch and light in just a few moments. We are momentarily expecting the arrival of the President of the United States, and of course, with him today, his distinguished British guest, the Honorable Winston Churchill, Prime Minister of Britain. program today will be handled by the Honorable Guy Mason, who is chairman of the National Community Christmas Tree Celebration and who is also one of the commissioners of the District of Columbia. There are several thousands of people here on the White House lawn and further beyond this, oh, possibly 600 yards from this spot, more thousands of people here watching. I might point out that there are very few people within a very close vicinity of this South Portico. The White House grounds today are unusually well guarded. There are perhaps two hundred to two hundred and fifty plainclothes men, secret service men, and Capitol Park and White House police here. The President is approaching now on the arm of his naval aide, walking toward the microphone. Immediately behind him is the Honorable Winston Churchill. The president's being greeted by Hail to the Chief. Here will be the honourable Guy Mason.
1: The invocation will be pronounced by His Excellency, the most Reverend Joseph Card, Bishop Card.
2: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Lord God, Father of us all, keep us in thy providence, as war and Christmas meet in our fatherland. Here a united people, girded for battle, dedicate themselves to the peace of Christmas, nor find strangeness in our words. All the material resources with which thou hast blessed our native land, we consecrate here to the dread tasks of war. On land and water, in the sky above, in the depths of the sea, shall the despoilers of liberty find us hurtling to prove that the things for which men gladly die shall have, as always they have had, the unfailing loyalty, the untiring defense, the victorious aggression of the brave and the free. We pray for all who hold power over human life, therefore for the leader we have chosen. Keep him in thy grace through this stress of war, strong and tender, wise and fearless, nor let his hand be stayed until he shall sheathe his nation's sword in a peace of honor, truth, and justice. We pray also for the leader of our great ally, the man of tears and blood and sweat and patience. Put prudence and daring and the will to wait through failure without faltering into their compacts and planning that the united efforts of total war prove the quickest leveling of the path to peace and freedom. Father of all men, keep us mindful of all who suffer in the world today. Thy children, our brothers, and purge our hearts of all hate, save hate for evil deeds of false leaders who, having defiled their people's freedom, have made the peace of goodwill a mockery this Christmas night upon this earth. O God, thou art not mocked. We wait thy hour of peace, even as we advance the grim weapon of war. Bless all who pray for thy peace. And do thou strengthen us who give battle for its victory. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mr.
1: President... Mrs. Roosevelt, and our distinguished Christian crusader from across the sea, the Prime Minister Churchill. We, the citizens of the national capital, greet you on this of the eve of the birthday of our Savior. Mr. President, in permitting us to have our community Christmas tree, a live tree, in the White House grounds, you have made the event, now 19 years old, a national one. This is timely, as our national leader in the defense of those faiths and ideals dear to America and their allies, you have by this latest act further inspired us. This inspiration and the deep faith we have in our God will lead us to victory. Your neighbor leaders, your neighbors here salute you, and Prime Minister Churchill. God bless you and keep you both. Mrs. Roosevelt, may I present to you Luella Boyd of Troop 95 Girl Scouts of the District of Columbia.
2: Mrs. Roosevelt, as a Girl Scout, I bring you greetings from all the girls of the District of Columbia and wish you a very happy Christmas with health and success in the coming year. We are grateful for this opportunity to present we are grateful for this opportunity to express our appreciation of the many busy days you have spent in trying to make our future more secure. May we assure you of our loyalty and cooperation of in the trying past ahead. And the Boy Scouts now salute the President. Mr. President, I speak both for the Boy Scouts and the youth of the nation in wishing you a pleasant Christmas Day and help and strength and wisdom and divine guidance in the heavy responsibilities that will be yours in the coming year. Youth salute you and pledges utmost cooperation for the strengthening and invigorating of our democracy. The national
1: community Christmas tree will be lighted by the President of the United States. The President.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the President steps over behind the stand now, is reaching for the magic button that he will press. It's been pressed.
3: And now, for the ninth time, I light the living community Christmas tree of the nation's capital.
0: from coast to coast from the Gulf of Mexico to the border of Canada, Christmas trees are lighted all over the United States of America. For This is the symbol, this is the moment when community Christmas trees in small towns, hamlets, and large cities are lighted, signaled by the President of the United States.
3: Fellow workers for freedom, there are many men and women in America... Sincere and faithful men and women were asking themselves this Christmas, how can we light our creed? How can we give our gifts? How can we meet and worship with love and with uplifted spirit and heart in a world at war a world of fighting and suffering and death. How can we pause, even for a day, even for Christmas Day, in our urgent labor of arming a decent humanity against the enemies which beset it? How can we put the world aside As men and women put the world aside in peaceful years to rejoice in the birth of Christ. These are natural, inevitable questions in every part of the world which is resisting the evil thing. And even as we ask these questions, we know the answer. There is another preparation demanded of this nation beyond and beside the preparation of weapons and materials of war. There is demanded also of us the preparation of our hearts, the arming of our hearts. And when we make ready our hearts for the labor and the suffering And the ultimate victory which lie ahead, then we observe Christmas Day with all of its memories and all of its meanings as we should. Looking into the days to come, I have set aside a day of prayer. And in that proclamation, I have said, the year 1941 has brought upon our nation a war of aggression by powers dominated by arrogant rulers whose selfish purpose is to destroy free institutions. They would thereby take from the freedom-loving peoples of the earth the hard-won liberties gained over many centuries. The new year of 1942 calls for the courage and the resolution of old and young to help to win a world struggle in order that we may preserve all that we hold dear. We are confident in our devotion to country, in our love of freedom, in our inheritance of courage, but our strength, as the strength of all men everywhere is of greater avail as God upholds us. Therefore, I do hereby appoint the first day of the year, 1942, as a day of prayer, of asking forgiveness for our shortcomings of the past, of consecration to the tasks of the present, of asking God's help in days to come. We need his guidance that this people may be a humble people, that it may be humble in spirit, but strong in the conviction of the right, steadfast to endure sacrifice, and brave to achieve a victory of liberty and peace. Our strongest weapon in this war is that conviction of the dignity and brotherhood of man which Christmas Day signifies more than any other day or any other symbol. Against enemies who preach the principles of hate and practice them, we set our faith in human love and in God's care for us and all men everywhere. It is in that spirit and with particular thoughtfulness of those our sons and brothers who serve in our armed forces on land and sea, near and far, those who serve for us, and endure for us that we light our Christmas candles now across the continent from one coast to the other on this Christmas Eve. We have joined with many other nations and peoples in a very great cause, millions of them have been engaged in the task of defending good with their life blood for months and for years. One of their great leaders stands beside me. He and his people in many parts of the world are having their Christmas trees With their little children around them, just as we do here. He and his people have pointed the way in courage and in sacrifice for the sake of little children everywhere. Friend, to say a word to the people of America, old and young, tonight. Winston Churchill, Prime Minister of Great Britain.
4: Fellow workers, in the cause of freedom, I have the honor to add a pendant to the necklace of Christmas goodwill and kindliness, which my illustrious friend, the President, has encircled the homes and families of the United States by his message of Christmas Eve which he has just delivered. I spend this anniversary and festival far from my country, far from my family, and yet I cannot truthfully say that I feel far from home. Whether it be, whether it be by the ties of blood on my mother's side, or the friendships I have developed here over many years of active life, or the commanding sentiment of comradeship in the common cause of great peoples who speak the same language, who kneel at the same altars and, to a very large extent, pursue the same ideals, whichever it may be, for all of them together, I cannot feel myself a stranger here in the center and at the summit of the United States. I feel a sense of unity and fraternal association which added to the kindliness of your welcome convinces me that I have a right to sit at your fireside and share your Christmas joys. fellow workers, fellow soldiers in the cause, this is a strange Christmas Eve. Almost the whole world is locked in deadly struggle, armed with the most terrible weapons which science can devise the nation's advance upon each other. Ill would it be for us this Christmas died if we were not sure that no greed for the lands or wealth of any other people, no vulgar ambition, no morbid lust for material gain at the expense of others had led us to the field. Ill would it be for us If that were so, here in the midst of war, raging and roaring over all the lands and seas, creeping nearer to our hearts and homes, here amid all these tumults, we have tonight the peace of the spirit in each cottage home and in every generous heart. Therefore, we may cast aside, for this night at least, the cares and dangers which beset us, and make for the children uh, an evening of happiness in a world of storm. Here then, for one night only, each home throughout the English-speaking world should be a brightly lighted island of happiness and peace. Let the children have their night of fun and laughter. Let the gifts of Father Christmas delight their play. Let us grown-ups share to the full in their unstinted pleasures. Before we turn again to the stern tasks and formidable year that lie before us, resolved that by our sacrifice and daring, these same children shall not be robbed of their inheritance or denied their right to live in a free and decent world. And so, and so, in God's mercy, a happy Christmas
1: to you all. <clears throat> Mr. President, you have invited us to your home for this Christmas Eve. And all here want to join in singing some of the old beloved carols. Miss Eva Whitford Love, will you kindly lead in the carol singing? <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, with the singing of Silent Night, Holy Night, we conclude this program, which has reached you from the White House in Washington, D.C. Program originated through the facilities of W.O.L. in Washington. Walter Compton speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
1: With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day.